Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. We're going to talk about toxic anger. Toxic anger and how that is an obstacle to your answered prayer. Now, obviously, we don't have time to go in-depth. You know, I've done in-depth teaching on anger before and what anger looks like, what it will do to your life, what it will do to your relationships. And some of you are probably that you're here tonight, and you know this without a doubt. You know you've been uh, maybe victimized. I don't like to use that word a lot because I think it's overused, but nonetheless, it does fit here. Um, you may have been victimized by anger. You know, growing up in a family, you may have had a father or a mother that was very angry. You don't even know what the people are angry about. You know, you can work with someone or for someone and they can be angry and you feel like you have to walk on eggshells all the time. Do you know what I'm saying? Because if you just say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, it's going to set them off. Who wants to, you know, who wants to be around anyone like that? Now, if you're a child, you're caught in the middle of it, but I guess when you get old enough, you can get away from that, can't you? But you know what? If you hold that against them and you don't release it, and I'm getting on down the road here, and you don't let it go, that same spirit will come on you. I've seen that before. I've seen it. I've seen uh, people say, you know, their, their dad was an alcoholic. I hate him. I hate him. I'll never be like him. I hate him. And you know what? They became the very exact same image of their father. But then I have seen people that have gone through things and they say, I release and forgive you know, you may be scarred. You may have to deal with the things that they, you know, put upon you. But you release it. You let it go and don't hold on to that. And you don't have to become that way. You don't have to become that way. And, and that's true in a lot of things in your life. You know, if, if the circumstances in your life are not you know, haven't been what you want them to do. Don't embrace what happened as your own. Let it go. Throw it away. Let it go. Get it away from you. You know, the Bible talks about sin, but it, it would go here. You know, when, when this kind of thing has been perpetrated against you by the devil himself, you know, Scripture says, like, like a, a, a dirty coat, throw it off throw it off. And those kinds of things from your past, from childhood or from a bad marriage or what, whatever it is, you got to throw that off. You can't hold it. You can't think about it. You can't embrace it. You can't meditate on it. You've got to deal with it. You've got to release it and you've got to let it go. And, you know, then when you say, you know, maybe the things that happened to you as a child and you, you've got children, you'll say, that'll never happen me with my children. You know what? That will be exactly right. That will be exactly right. Because you dealt with it the right way and the enemy has no right to force that in upon you. And knowledge is power. Did you know that? Knowledge is power. And anger is toxic. What is toxic? 
you know, if you, if you see something and you see a sign, you know, there, there's a symbol for, the, for poison or toxins, you know, and, and when you see that, you know that you don't need to get near it. And that's the way it is with anger. If you want your prayers to be answered, then you don't need to uh, embrace anger. You don't need to do things that undergird anger in your life or cause it or stir you up. If you know things make you mad and something is about to happen, you know what I do? I do like Joseph. I drop my coat and run. Okay, let's turn to John 16, 23 and 24. When we're talking about obstacles to answered prayer and our obstacle tonight is anger. Now listen to what the Bible says. And in that day, you shall ask me nothing. This is Jesus talking. Verily, verily, I say unto you whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Hitherto have you asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be made full. It's important to God that you have joy in your life. And it's important as your heavenly Father that he be able to give you the things that you ask him for. So you don't want to allow these obstacles or barriers into your life that block your prayers and block God from hearing you. Now, I like what the New Living says in verse number 23. At that time, which is right now, you know, Jesus was on the earth. Then he, uh, he uh, went to the cross. He died. He was raised from the dead and he ascended into heaven, right? So he said at that time, in that day... At that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. See, I, I can tell you when I learned to pray, I didn't know that you didn't pray to Jesus. You pray to the Father. This is telling you. You say it's so basic, yes, but there's people in this room tonight that don't know the basics. That's not putting anyone down. Or maybe there's people that have heard it before, but you're not using um, the correct way to pray. You say, what does it matter anyway? Well, if it didn't matter, why did he say it? If we can just do everything our own way by our own law and our own guidelines, why do we need the Bible anyway? So we do it the way the Bible says it. But see, we live in a time and we live in a society where people just want to say, I'll just do it my way. I'll just do it my way. Well, you know what? As a Christian and as a Christian leader, I'll tell you when I see you in five years, how did that go for you? You're not going to get answers to your prayers when you do things your own way. You got to do it God's way. It's, it's, it's true of that, whether it's prayer or anything. You can be nasty and hateful and critical and judgmental. Oh, but I love the Lord. Well, I beg to differ. Because if you're not loving the people that you're treating like that, then you don't love God. Because God said, if you love me, then you'll love my people. And you'll just love people. Okay. I tell you the truth. You will ask the Father directly, and He will grant you your request because you use my name. The name of Jesus gives you entrance. You know, you, you can have a voice identity 
where, you know, maybe it can open things up for you. Well, see, you have a name identity, and you speak the name of Jesus when you pray. You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus, and doors open, and things begin to happen. You say, well, that's like magic. No, that's like a promise in the Bible that we receive, and we, like children, receive it, and we act upon it, and we receive and, and what happens? Well, you say, I prayed and I didn't receive. You pray and you have to keep on seeking and keep on knocking until it happens. Too many people give up too quick. Jesus' name gives you entrance and access into the things of the Spirit, into an open door of receiving your prayers and your requests that you ask Him for. Amen? Now let's look at Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. I read this scripture often because it really can keep you on track. Now listen to this. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. Okay, here he's saying you can grieve as a child of God, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. How many of you know that? You can grieve the Spirit. You can sadden, now that really, if you think about it, you can sadden your own self, my own self. We can sadden the Holy Spirit by things that we do in our life. And anger is one of these things, and it's named here, but let's just look at this whole verse. Don't grieve or sadden the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed until the day of redemption. But now listen to this. Instead of grieving the Holy Spirit, let these things be put away from you because they are what grieves the Holy Spirit. You want to know what grieves the Holy Spirit in your life? Okay, let's read about it. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Now, I want us to take that verse apart, because if there's something in my life, your life, that grieves the Holy Spirit, we want to deal with it, don't we? Because it grieves the Holy Spirit, and it's toxin for your soul. It's toxic. Amen? And so here he said, let all bitterness be put away from you. What is bitterness? That's long-standing resentment in your life. Somebody does something to you, you can't let it go. You resent them. Any blessing comes to their life, you resent them. You, you got to learn to let that stuff go. And some people have a personality that wants to hold on. You can't hold on. It's toxic, and it grieves the Holy Spirit. Okay, so you put away long-standing resentment and wrath. What is wrath? It's, it's a little different um, than anger. Wrath is something that blazes up real quick and then shuts down, subsides. Have you ever seen anybody like that? It's like, it's like you're, you're around a schizophrenic. You know what I'm saying? 
blaze up, and the next thing you know, they're okay. But man, that's tough to be around people like that. And you know what? You need to change it if that's you. Your family is suffering because of that, and I'll just tell you that. Well, you don't know. Yes, I do. Because you're grieving the Holy Spirit if you're doing that. And it's toxic to your soul and to other people. And then let this long-standing resentment, this blazing up with anger and then subsiding, and then just the word anger, which is really uh, just, uh, uh, you know, violent passion. And then, and then also it has to do with vengeance. I'm gonna, I'll get you. I'll get you down the road. Now, the best thing for us to do to be able to get down the road is release people, release things, and put it in the hands of God. Because what does the Bible say? Say, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and I will repay. So we place it in His hands. And you know, when we place it in His hands, get them, God, get them, God. No, you place it in His hands, right? You place it in his hands. Why do I say that? Because we're all human and that's the way uh, natural thinking, you know, is there. Now, I tell you what I do, though, if somebody is doing things against me. I pray that no weapon, Isaiah 58, uh, 53, no weapon that is formed against me will prosper. And every tongue that's raised against me in judgment is condemned, and that's my heritage as a servant of the Lord. Amen. And you can stand on that, and I can stand on that. We can't be vengeful, and we, you know, we can't uh, be resentful, and, and all of that, but we can stand on the Word of God and that, you know, we sing, you know, during this prayer time, we've been singing this song a lot. This is how I fight my battles. Okay, I'm telling you, this is how I fight my battles. People speaking up against us, against the church, against what God wants to do here, against what uh, God's plan and purpose is. You press in on, the, you put the pressure on the word. And God said, my word will not return void. You can do it for you. I can do it for myself. We can do it for people that we're praying for. We can pray that when we see it. Things that are going on, you know, you got may have a friend or family and you just see attack, 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 attack. Well, that's an instrument of the enemy to come against that family or that person. And so when you pray the Word of God, no weapon, whatever it is, no destructive weapon can stand against God's people if we will fight our battles with the Word of God, with prayer, with praise, with worship, singing, unto him. Those are all weapons. Love is a weapon. When you love people, when they're unlovely and hateful as an old bear, and you love them anyway, that is a weapon. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, human, but they are mighty through God to pull down 
strongholds. Okay. So here we see we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. We have to put away long-standing resentment, blazing up anger, and then just violent passion and vengeance, this kind of anger. And then the, the other thing is clamor. And that means to cry or scream and quarrel. Now, some people, that's the way they live, at the top of their voice. And if you're a parent and you've got active children, it can be real easy to do that. How do I know? Because I did it. But I didn't live, I don't live my life that way. But, you know, my kids, the way it was, you know, it'd always be in the car. And, you know, they'd, they'd just keep pushing and pushing, you know, and trying to, trying to get to mom, you know, and just push and push. And then finally I'd say, with a real loud voice, you know what you're doing, and if you keep pushing when I come to the end of this, you're not going to like it. <laughs> and they didn't. Well, Mom, you're, you're nice to everybody, but you're mean to us. That's what they would tell me. <laughs> now, hmm, let's just see here. Why would I not be so nice right now? <laughs> You understand, we all can have times, you know, where that may be what happens, but we shouldn't live our life screaming and yelling and quarreling with one another. Live at peace, the Bible says, with all men as much as possible. Some men, women, will not let you live at peace. They're going to push every button. They're going to do everything they can to drive peace away. But he says, as much as is possible, live at peace with all men. Now, I can tell you, every one of us will get pushed to the limit. Every one of us will be tested. But instead of these things that grieve the Holy Spirit and that are toxins to our spirit, and especially this anger one, you know, we need to choose to use the fruit of the Holy Spirit that God has given to us. Every one of us, if you have the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is in you. Now, whether you develop it and whether you allow it to be expressed, that's totally up to you. Some people, they're cranky, they're hateful, you know, I, you remember Nabal in the Bible? The Bible called him churlish. You know, if you ever look that up, you know, Abigail was married to him. She had to cover for him a lot because people wanted to kill him because he had such a smart aleck mouth and so hateful. We don't want to be like Nabal. We want to be like Abigail. Play it down, not ratchet it up. Amen? So... That's a good story, too. You ought to read about Nabal and Abigail. I hadn't taught on them in a long time. Maybe I'll do that soon. Okay, so it goes on to say, uh, put away from you with all malice. That's ill will or spite. Put it away. And it tells you what to do instead. And instead of doing all that, be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God 
for Christ's sake has forgiven you. Jesus forgave you when you weren't perfect. And he said, you forgive other people too. So the cure for resentment, this violent passion, this vengeance, screaming and yelling and slander and abusive talk, spite and ill will is again, this kindness, being good, gracious, loving, tender-hearted. That means that you have compassion, you're sympathetic, and forgiveness is to grant as a favor, a pardon, or rescue to bear no malice and to let things go. And those kinds of things please the Holy Spirit. And the other kind of things that we went through grieve the Holy Spirit. And again, it's toxic to your soul and especially anger. So we need to practice the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that is very, very important. And we need to know if we operate and function in those negative things that grieve the Holy Spirit, it will be a barrier or an obstacle to your prayers getting answered. So you know what we have to do? I mean, when we stand praying tonight, we just get rid of all that. You don't have to wait till you get home and get in your prayer closet. Now, if you, you need to and you need to talk to God, do it. But the Bible says when you stand praying, forgive. In other words, it's not some big, long process. But then when you ask God to forgive you, then don't keep doing what you've been doing. Because the Bible says we're not that kind of people. Christian, a Christian has the Holy Spirit in them and they're not supposed to be continual in sin. And you know, we just think, well, sin is adultery, fornication, uh, you know, that kind of thing. No, there's lots of sin. And, and just like we said, this anger, wrath, and all that kind of thing, those are things that you need to be forgiven from you need to be forgiven for. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora. Pastor Nora.